you know, certainly a lot has changed over the last couple years. Many things have stopped, but what has never stopped is God at work. He still moves in mighty ways, and we've never been outside of his love or provision. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Tried and Truly podcast. You're listening to episode 21, and today we are here to bring hope and encouragement in the midst of this crazy pandemic we're living through, and frankly, this crazy world in general. Yeah, so today we want to talk about how we can have hope in that crazy, uncertain world. And, you know, Lori, when you and I initially started thinking about this topic of you know, how to have hope, we immediately thought about having hope through COVID. I mean, now we are entering year three and I feel like there's just a general sense of doom and gloom out there. Like when is this going to end? (laughs) So you and I were thinking about how we can Mm -hmm. flip the script and instead bring a message of hope. Um, And honestly, it's not just about COVID. It's about choosing to focus on hopefulness throughout, you know, any of the struggles we might be facing. Yeah, you said year three and like my mouth drops (laughs) (laughs) because I remember back like March of 2020 and my employer had made the decision that they were going to send home, you know, all of the employees to work from home for our health and safety. Well, Mm -hmm. my team played a really huge role in trying to get people transitioned to home to make sure they had the equipment and the setup. Um, they needed to, you know, successfully work from home. And we were, we were working crazy, crazy hours and really, you know, long days with no weekend break to get this done. And Mm -hmm. so I was, um, I remember like one morning after several days of working, I was trying to like rally my team. I'm like, we got to get through another day. We can do this. And at the end of that, I was talking to one of the leaders on the call and I'm like, you know what, if we go through all of this work, and we end up working from home for like less than three weeks, I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. I'm like eating my words because here we yeah. are, year yeah. three. That was some important work you were yes. doing. You would have no idea. Yeah. I could have never fathomed that COVID would be here for so long and just impacting our day-to-day lives, you know, how we interact with one another. And I know the last couple of years have been really hard and There've just been, you know, a broad range of how it's affected and impacted all of us in different ways. You know, for some, for many, right, they've suffered this unimaginable loss um, of a loved one due to COVID or, you know, challenges of an overrun healthcare system. And my heart, I, I can't even imagine that grief of so many but then we've had people experience loneliness and depression because this lack of, you know, social and in-person interactions. Um, people have financially lost their businesses and jobs because doors had to close. And that's doors on dreams that they have spent years building. Um, right. You know, our doctors, our nurses, teachers, every variety of healthcare worker, right? They have just been yep. living in this constant, sustained state of maxed out stress for far too long. And also like personal and family relationships have been strained because everyone, rightly so, um, has their own experience and perspective on COVID and how they think it should be handled. So the list could really go on and on about how, you know, COVID has impacted us. And I'm 
certainly not trying to focus on, you know, the negative side of things, because that's absolutely not what we're doing here. But I really want to acknowledge that there is pain and there is suffering, um, you know, but we can find hope for ourselves and then also share that with those around us. And we really have an opportunity as Christ followers to bring that light into a dark world, you know, and a dark time for our country. Right. You know, even in the darkest of rooms, it only takes that pen of light to be seen Mm. and bring a sense Mm -hmm. of hope. And, you know, what's everybody's natural instinct, right? When you're surrounded by darkness and there's just one drop of light, it's to move towards the light. It's to focus on the light. And you just automatically feel this sense of comfort because that complete darkness is gone. And we're each individually called to be that light in every situation that God places us. Yeah, I love that. So today we want to share three reasons why we can have hope regardless, you know, of the circumstances we're facing, Mm -hmm. and then also share some practical things that we can do to help bring about hopefulness. The first thing that we want to highlight is that we can be hopeful because we have an awesome God that we can trust and we have a God that's in control. You know, Ecclesiastes 3.11 tells us that he is making all things beautiful in its time. And I just love that. You know, we can trust that God is in control and that his plan is really bigger and better, you know, than anything we could dream up. And this brings me peace right now because Honestly, things seem a little out of control. I mean, it's scary for me, you know, Mm -hmm. sending my kids off to school every day. I worry about their safety and their health and, um, you know, just a million things that moms worry about. But we can trust that God has a big, beautiful plan. And I mean, this just brings me peace. But I mean, honestly, not going to lie, like not being in control is often very scary. (laughs) I'm still working on that because you hit big time on something I struggle with, and that's control. This need for me to be in control is something that I, as well as the people in my life, have kind of just come to accept over the years. They're like, okay, she's going (laughs) to, she needs to be in control. Just let her decide, right? right? So I have (laughs) to be the decision maker. I have to be the fixer of whatever's wrong. You know, I have to Mm -hmm. make every decision to ensure things turn out okay. And honestly, for years, I've viewed this ability to take control as a strength, right? Right. I'm like, someone has to make Mm -hmm. these decisions. Um, But what I've really been learning recently is how unhealthy that is for me. Because in reality, it creates, to your point, Michelle, this unnecessary and extreme level of stress that I can't sustain. Nobody can. Yeah. Right. And it like puts the weight of the world on my shoulders to try and influence an outcome that I have very little influence over. Mm-hmm. And when I really look at my need for control, if I'm being honest, it's because I trust myself more than I trust anyone else. And that's even more than I trust God. It's such a scary and unfair burden that I'm placing on myself, especially when life gets bumpy. Right. Well, and we trust ourselves more probably in those cases, mm-hmm. like because we know ourselves yeah. and we don't always trust other people as much as we do ourselves. But but if you think about it, like if you don't know someone really well, like 
you would never trust them. Trust. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you think about trusting God, we have to get to know God in order to trust him. We have we're called to to be in relationship with God, to build this close personal relationship with him. And I think that the way we can get to know God is really through his word, reading his word. And only then will we be really able to grow in our relationship and understand like how good he is and how we we can trust him. Yeah, that's good. Well, and you recently spoke my love language as we were talking about <laughs> this episode about a study you found. And I want you to tell everybody about that. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Knowing that you just love data. I, I want, do. I wanted to bring <laughs> some support, some data to back up uh, the benefits of reading the Bible besides my own testimony. So I, um, <laughs> I found a study and I, I knew you'd love it. So we all know, you know, reading the Bible is good for us is something that we should do, but there's actually empirical evidence to support the benefits of reading the Bible and being active in a church. So there was a really interesting study done by the American Bible Society with assistance from Harvard University's Human Flourishing Program, which, yes, that's huh. a real thing. <laughs> so I want to look further into because flourishing sounds great right now. Um, but they found a strong correlation between scripture reading and hope. And they found that frequent Bible readers and those that attended church, either online or in person, rated themselves as more hopeful, happier, having mm -hmm. better mental and physical health, and even greater financial stability. So oh wow. Um, yeah, amazing. And because of the timing of their study, which started in January 2020, they had the opportunity uh -huh. to again pull people in June 2020. Uh, so it was like before and after, you know, the they pandemic have had that hit. Better. I know, they right? Didn't even know. I know. <laughs> and they found that for those that suffered uh, losses, especially mm -hmm. their their Bible reading had increased. Um, and it's such a testament to you know when people are suffering and hurting, turning to God's word to bring comfort mm -hmm. is like the the number one thing you can do. I mean, it makes such a huge impact. Yeah, that's so interesting. And obviously I knew, right, reading the Bible was good for me, yeah. but I love having, you know, the research behind it yeah. that it actually does increase yeah. hopefulness yes. and happiness. So what a great reason to be picking up my Bible every day. Yeah. Um, that leads us to the second reason on why we can be encouraged and have hope even through difficulties. Mm -hmm. And that is because our God is here to comfort us. Um, he doesn't want us to stay in a place of suffering mm -hmm. or despair. Yeah. And I think it's really cool how God created us. I mean, he wired us in such a way that when we are helping others in need, we actually are the are the ones who also are reaping yeah. the benefits. I mean, how cool is that? Proverbs 11:25 says that the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. That's just so cool. And Laura, you said a term before that I loved, um, that I'd never heard before, but you called this the helper's high. Yes. Well, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not mine. I would love to take credit for it. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> decades of research, but helper's high is a real thing, according mm -hmm. to neuroscience and um, psychologists. But, you know, we all, by God's design, have this natural instinct um, to want to help our fellow humans. 
And helper's high is the uplifting feeling that we all get. And you've experienced it. We all have, right? Right. When you're showing um, kindness to someone or helping them or doing something unexpected for someone else. So when we volunteer or serve others with our gifts or talents or even assist in a financial way, um, there are studies upon studies out there that show that helping others or doing a good deed, it lights up what's called the pleasure part of our brain. And then it releases pain relieving endorphins. So when we're suffering difficulties, which are obviously inevitable in life, it's by God's design that we can actually help our own pain Mm -hmm. by showing compassion and care and generosity towards other people. That's awesome. And that's like... A key, mm-hmm. right? A joyful and hope-filled life for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I want to add too, you know, when people think of like serving, at least for mm-hmm. me, I always thought, oh, I have to go over to my church. I have to volunteer. It has to be something official. Um, but it doesn't always have to be a huge thing. It can be something no. really small, you know, like send an encouraging text to someone who you know is struggling or like yeah. make a get well card with your kid and and have them help you deliver it. Um bake something, my favorite reason, and and bring it to someone. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be this big thing to make, a, to make a big impact. And as your friend, I've benefited from all of those <laughs> things because you have showed me love in all of those situations um, with great chocolate chip cookies and everything. It is one of my specialties. <laughs> so the third reason we wanted to talk about, um, and it's so evident in how we serve others and how we are served by other people when we're in need. The, the third reason is that God is always working. He's working through other Mm -hmm. people. Um, And even in the pandemic, you know, if we look around us and take the time to to really realize, we can find so many different ways that that God is still at work. Um, We can focus on that instead of, which I've done way too many times, focusing on scary headlines and bad news, you know, and it helps us to just cultivate like a heart of gratefulness. And so we did our episode five, we did on gratefulness. Um, And so if you haven't listened to that, definitely check it out. But (laughs) but being grateful, it just has so many benefits. Um, Like everyone else, you know, I've had many days in Mm -hmm. the past couple of years with COVID, sad, overwhelmed, don't want to even leave my house. Is it safe to go to the grocery store? I don't know. (laughs) But when I've chosen to look at the good things in my life, it just reminds me of God's faithfulness in the past. And it really increases your faith and helps, helps me to see that God has been so good to me in the past. And he's going to continue, continue to work all things for our good. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans 8, 28 tells us that we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. God uses everything in our lives, including painful things for our good. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, um, the past couple of years with COVID, it's just further deepened my dependence on God. And it's it's strengthened my understanding of my uniquely created kiddos <laughs> um, as we journeyed through the, you know, the remote school experience together. And and it's really helped me to grow closer to them and to see their strengths and their weaknesses and what, what they really kind of need help with and what they're really good at. Um, So 
going through COVID, focusing on those good things, it really helps us change our mindset and just brings about, again, just so many benefits. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And, you know, certainly a lot has changed over the last couple of years. Many things have stopped, Mm -hmm. but what has never stopped is God at work. Yeah. You know, he still moves in mighty ways and we've never been outside of his love or provision. Yeah. Um, you know, but to your point about having, you know, a heart of gratitude at all times is it's impossible to be angry and frustrated if you're thinking about, you know, the blessings you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And first Thessalonians 5.18 says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Mm. I just love that. Yeah. Last week, I actually was challenged um, by a couple of my friends to write down seven things that I was grateful for in the morning and seven things that I was grateful for in the evening. Mm-hmm. And at first, I'm like, okay, that's a lot. I don't <laughs> know a lot if, of things. I don't know if you guys <laughs> added that up, but that's like 14 things I <laughs> in one day. <laughs> but um, I will tell you, it 100% changed my mood at the beginning of my day. It mm-hmm. really set it off, you know, right. And then even as I reflected at the end of the day, it it really changed how I perceived how my day went, mm-hmm. you know, and right. I immediately thought it was a hard day, but wow, a lot of great things still happen. So, but I will tell you sometimes when we think about not just being grateful, but you know, how God's working and moving in our lives, we think about these huge things, like they have to be huge yeah. miracles, but yeah. that's not true. I mean, God's at work in every detail. And so uh, here's a couple of mine that I had for that day. Yeah. So um, one, I was grateful for a husband that hauls out the trash every Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it was freezing yep. last Tuesday and he just does it. Mm-hmm. And up until last week, I think he just completely does it unnoticed. Mm-hmm. I, when was the last time I actually said thanks for hauling out mm-hmm. all the trash in the cold? <laughs> um, technology. I've been really grateful for FaceTime because with having Amaya away at college, I get to see her beautiful face yep. every single day when mm-hmm, I call her. Mm-hmm. Is that too much? Should I be calling her every day? <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm saying that, I'll, I do. You'll I have to ask Amaya day. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, tea and honey was on my list because I have myself been recovering from COVID. Mm-hmm. And so tea and honey has brought me physical comfort. Um, with my cough and my sore throat. Yeah, yeah. And the last thing I'll share was I was able to get done from work a little bit early. So I had the opportunity to take Liana to volleyball practice. And as a working mom, sometimes I see that task as I, I have to. Right? right? But because I was trying to reflect on all the good things in my life, that day I thought, that's not a have to, that's a get to. That's good. I yeah. I get to take my kid to volleyball practice. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think it, when having a heart of gratitude, I think we can't just stop at um being thankful for the, for things. We have to tie True. those things back to the giver of the things. You know, James tells mm-hmm. us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And for me, that's helped that's helped me and and I don't I haven't written down 14 things, you know, I think you should try. I wrote down three things a day, I think. So that's a little more attainable, <laughs> but not just being thankful for my husband who helps with the kids every single day, but thanking God, you know, God, thank you for giving me this husband. Um, I think just reframing yeah. that for me was, was helpful too. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Let's do a quick recap on the three ways that we can find hope in the midst of this COVID chaos. Yes. 
(laughs) So first, we can truly trust that God's in control. You know, he gave us his son, Jesus, to cover our sins, which allows us to be in relationship with him, to know him, to trust him. And we can simply hand over our worries and find peace Mm -hmm. through him. The second way is we can experience comfort in our own suffering by having a heart of generosity and compassion towards others. And Jesus is that perfect example of a servant heart. And we can follow his example to serve others, but also bring about healing for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And the last reason, you know, God has never left us, even even during times of Mm -hmm. difficulty. And we can celebrate his presence in our life through having a grateful heart and being grateful for the greatest gift of all, which is the salvation and favor afforded to us um, through his son, Jesus. Yeah. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. Our prayer is that no matter what the world throws your way today, you know, Mm -hmm. we can be encouraged by God's love for us through his son, Jesus, because he is trustworthy. He cares for us and he is never leaving our side. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Tried and Truly podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and check us out at tridandtrulypodcast.com to see our show notes and more. See you next time.